mindfulness mode. It takes a tin pail, pack it with some ice, rock, salt, sprinkle it on twice. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. And today we are talking about ice cream, the mindfulness of ice cream. And if you've been studying mindfulness for a while or meditation, you might know that a lot of times teachers will will talk about your experience with a raisin or your experience with just one small, tiny piece of food. Well, I thought today, since it's such a beautiful July day, it's a beautiful summer day here in Canada, and I just got back from my hour-long, well, it's often an hour-long run. Today, it was an hour-long walk, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And I was just thinking about how summer always conjures up the image of ice cream, because my father loved ice cream. He absolutely loved it. And it's one of the one of the real joys that he always liked to share with his family. So he would, uh, when I was younger, he would make sure that we had ice cream in the house. And then it, we had this situation. We lived out in the farm. We lived on a farm out away from the town. And we used to have a visit from the ice cream man. So he used to drive his truck around uh, the neighboring farms and and he'd drive in the, the laneway and we'd all yell, hey, the ice cream man is here. The ice cream man is here. And he had big, um, what would they be, like five-gallon uh, containers of ice cream that he would sell. And then we would you know, be able to usually buy uh, one or two of those so that we could have them in the uh, freezer. And then on at the end of a hot summer day, especially after working on, you know, baling hay or doing some of those other activities that were pretty hot and sweaty, then my dad would, would say, okay, let's have some ice cream. And then he would get out the ice cream cones and he would scoop out this uh, delicious ice cream that we almost always had available. And when we traveled or we went, you know, well, we traveled a number of times to the west coast of Canada. We went to the east coast of Canada, uh, various places. And then he would be looking for ice cream places where we could stop and and get an ice cream. And he did not appreciate soft serve because that became popular back when we were traveling. Back in those days, he wanted the traditional, you know, frozen harder ice cream. And, you know, part of my ice cream memories, you know, with my family was that my dad almost always wanted maple walnut or butter pecan. And he was okay with vanilla, but he didn't want anything with chocolate ever because chocolate was a flavor he did not care for. So uh, when we had ice cream at home, we did not have ice cream with chocolate chunks in it or chocolate ice cream or anything like that. We had maple walnut, butter pecan, or vanilla. But another one of my memories was that my father loved to make ice cream. And I remember when I was, oh, probably in my fifth year of teaching, I decided I wanted to do a musical with my students, and we did the musical Anne of Green Gables. And in that musical is a song called Ice Cream, and it just always conjured up that memory of my dad, 
getting out the ice cream maker and making ice cream. And that was always really exciting. And in that ice cream song, it goes like this, Is anything more delectable than ice cream? Why, even the most respectable eat ice cream. It's wonderful on a summer's afternoon in June. And then the next verse is fun too. The recipe's something serious, but ice cream makes everyone so delirious that ice cream is certainly worth the trouble that it takes. And what they mean is the trouble that it takes to make it. And then somebody in the musical says, well, what does it take, Diana? And Diana says, it takes a tin pail, pack it with some ice, rock, salt, sprinkle it on twice, big spoon to see if it tastes nice. And then it goes on about the mixing. The mixing is most enjoyable of ice cream, and no one is unemployable in our scheme. You've, you've got to keep on the double till it's set. You bet. And it says, keep on the turning, and soon we'll be churning out ice cream. It's out of the world for tastiness, but ice cream can never be made with hastiness. Ice cream, it's wonderful on a summer's afternoon in June. And indeed it was. And the ice cream... Uh, machine that they had at the time Anne of Green Gables was depicted was one that had a crank on it. They did not have an electric ice cream maker. and But my father was so thrilled and delighted because he was able somewhere to find an electric ice cream freezer, they called it. And what it was, it was like it was described in Anne of Green Gables' song. It was a container, although it wasn't exactly tin. I'm not sure what it was made out, but it was a it was a container, and then within that container was a smaller cylinder, and you put your cream and milk and vanilla and sugar and eggs and whatever ingredients you put them in that center cylinder, and then around it, in the space around that cylinder, you packed crushed ice. Well, we didn't have much crushed, crushed ice. We didn't have ice around in the summer. So usually when my dad would make ice cream it would be in the winter and he would go outside and get some ice and break it all up and crush it into little pieces and put that in that space. And then uh, we were lucky that the electricity, you know, the electric motor on the ice cream maker is what caused that center cylinder to keep turning, 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 and inside of it were these um, beaters so that they kind of, well, they, they turned the ice cream. But back in Anne of Green Gables days, you had to crank, crank, crank that ice cream, and you just had to keep doing it, and you couldn't speed it up. It just had to take a certain length of time. So that was a really uh, fun part of my childhood when we would make this ice cream, and then we just couldn't wait until we could finally open it and taste it and it would be so extremely ice cold and we had to be careful that we didn't get an ice cream headache because it just seemed like that homemade ice cream was so extremely icy cold but the flavor and the texture it was just so delicious and so memorable and that's why I wanted to talk about the mindfulness aspects of ice cream today and so I I just jotted down five points that will help you with mindfulness. And if you get yourself some ice cream, either in a little bowl or 
you know, an ice cream cone or any form of ice cream, you can do this mindfulness aspect of ice cream. And if you happen to be somebody that's watching your weight, being careful about your calories, or maybe you're diabetic, well, you can use shaved ice and just maybe put some coconut milk in it or some almond milk or whatever you want. You can, you know, you could put a little bit of juice in it or you could leave it plain and you can use that instead. But uh, the first point is the anticipation. So just take your time, take two deep breaths and just imagine what it's going to be like tasting that ice cream, what the coldness will be like what the coldness will be like if it's in a bowl. How, how will that bowl feel in your hand? Feel the coldness through the bowl. Or what will the coldness feel like when it touches your tongue? And just take some time to think about anticipating this experience. Can you anticipate the flavor? Can you an anticipate the texture? Can you imagine how this is going to feel on your tongue? How it's going to feel in your mouth? Can you imagine how this is going to feel as it becomes something that you swallow? So just take the time to think about that. Number two, the texture, the flavor, and the iciness on your tongue. So now you're you are experiencing the actual ice cream and you just take a little bit on your tongue or if you're using a spoon and it's in a bowl, put it on your, in your mouth, on your tongue. Experience the, the flavor and the texture and the iciness. And just allow yourself to experience that and to enjoy it. And then number three, how does this make you feel at this very moment? What is the experience like for you? How do you feel in your body? How do you feel as the ice cream is something that you are swallowing? Or as you anticipate the next delicious taste of this ice cream? How does it make you feel at this very moment in time? Number four, what would it be like to preserve the memory of this moment? Can you imagine that? You're experiencing the delicious flavor, the texture. And what would it be like if you could preserve the memory of this very instant in time. And number five, if you could remember it, can you be passionate about this memory? Is this a passionate experience for you? What could make it more passionate? Just think about that. Think about the passion that may be connected with this moment. Because passion feeds us in our lives. And just allow yourself to go there.
allow yourself to be 100% in the moment with this experience. Allow yourself the pleasure of this moment in time. And just think about this experience. If you could prolong it, what would that be like? And now that you have this memory, you can come back to it anytime you want. And you don't even need to have ice cream with you at that particular moment. You can just go back to the memory. And this can enrich your life. And as you do enjoy that memory, take the time to breathe. Take the time to enjoy the sensation of filling up with air fully and completely as you enjoy this passionate memory. And if you haven't listened to this episode with some actual ice cream, then I think you should get some and listen again and just allow yourself the pleasure of enjoying that experience and preserving it. So with that, I hope you're going to just have a fantastic day today and enjoy the mindfulness of this experience. Enjoy. Talk to you next time. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening today. And as always, if you have a chance to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much for all the reviews you've left in the past and for just downloading this podcast and listening to it and subscribing to it. I always like to encourage my listeners to subscribe to the podcast. That helps me a lot. And Another thing is this, I put together a small uh, ebook that tells you about the top 12 books that have been recommended on the Mindfulness Mode podcast. And that book is for you free. You can download that book for free by going to mindfulnessmode.com slash top 12 books. And I can assure you that those top 12 books are excellent mindfulness books that I highly recommend. So take what we've learned today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.